Hey everybody, my name is Metal Music Man. And I am Professor Lex. And this is episode, I forgot to look 44. it up, but I think it's 44. 44. Hopefully. Of the Metal and Lex podcast. 44 of the Metal and Lex podcast. Welcome, so welcome, good. welcome. We're so good. I just had to trust my my uh, podcaster's intuition. You had to believe in yourself. Believe yeah. it. Um, I don't know why I'm making yeah, Naruto yeah. jokes at 10 o'clock in the they morning. but Dub, <laughs> dub Naruto jokes, no less. Well, those are the best kind. The, the, well, they're the, the only the, kind. The, yeah, the dub is, <laughs> the dub is so awful. Uh, anyway, uh, happy Saturday morning to everyone. We're doing another Saturday morning podcast. Uh, we were going to record last night, but I had some uh, activities <clears throat> to take care of. Um, you had an emergency phone call. I did. We, we had we had set up to to play, and then he got he got the news on his phone yeah. that he had to do something else. That I got night. invited to a butt party, so mm-hmm. um, so. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, uh, yeah, we're recording this morning, and um, we're going to talk about the awful what everybody has had on, on that their everyone's mind. talking about. Because you remember, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> you remember when this week was like mostly normal, and then like Georgia won an election, and we were like, "Oh, that's kind of neat," and then uh, everything blew up. <laughs> well. Luckily, it didn't actually blow up, which we'll, well, we'll get no. to that, I guess, at some point. But, um, <laughs> Not for lack of trying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we were we were doing our, our usual last minute panic, like, oh, God, what, what the fuck are we going to talk about? And then Alex is like, how about all the, the stuff? And I was like, huh? And then I was like, oh, right. We oh, live, yeah. We live in a society. Um, and We're in the cool zone. And so, yeah, here we are. Uh, so yeah, this is our, uh, we're going to get into, uh, this is, can we even call this politics? We can't even call it politics. It's, it's politically adjacent, but it's also related to fighting games. (laughs) I'm sorry. How is, Mm -hmm. how is this related to fighting games? Gutex. Everything comes back to Gutex. Gutex is is the Pepe Sylvia in the middle of our corkboard map. (laughs) I was just still on the incidents of the Capitol. And I'm oh like, yeah, we'll they, talk about those too. They, but <laughs> we've got a fighting game like uh, a relation and tint right. to the podcast. If we don't pretend it's about fighting games, then people uh, is think this like we're a group of angry one and dunners? Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got. So should we start with Gutex then? What the fuck? What the fuck happened to Gutex? No, no, because Gutex needs no, Gutex he, needs plenty of context. Oh, and, all right, and let's let's start with Capitol Hill because that's that's the the big obvious one that we... everyone has hopefully seen by now. So, yeah, I was watching it uh, at work because uh, it was happening while I was at work. And um, yeah. <clears throat> I remember, like, checking it out. And it uh, it was the first, like, X number of minutes where mm-hmm. it, it mostly looked like a pretty normal protest other than just being a bunch of fucking crazy Trump people, obviously. Idiots. But, like, yeah. but like, <clears throat> but, like, it looked like it was pretty normal. And I was like, well, you know good for them and democracy and whatever they do have that right as yeah. stupid as they are and as dumb as the things that they're protesting are because they the whole crux of this is that joe biden won the election by having more votes than trump but they think that either that's fake or that that shouldn't count because they're right and it, it's joe almost Biden's like we've wrong. been building up to this for four years it's for a shame we couldn't <laughs> see it coming <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's a, a shame, shame there was no way for anyone it's to know. It's a shame no one had any idea like this. this could have occurred and that there was absolutely no warning or precedent whatsoever. Uh, you know, it would have been really nice if there was just like at every step of the way, if there had just <laughs> constantly been a reminder a yeah. <laughs> that, that this was definitely going to happen. Like that would have been so nice in retrospect to have had that. But sadly, totally out of the blue. And what's what makes it also stupid? I was going to say what's the stupidest part is, but that's not the tr- that's not the case. That's not the truth. This thing that the Capitol Hill protest uh, erupted over was a mostly ceremonial confirmation of the votes. Of, um, right, because it was already. Yeah. But I think they just picked that as their uh, bah, 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 what do you call it? Their their scarecrow. Their you know uh, that was their uh, yeah. Their, we'll go scarecrow. Yeah, their, yeah, yeah. yeah, their straw man. That was their that was their like ah. This is. They built this up. This to be is the, the thing that they could interrupt. Yeah, yeah. But it, in in as much as it matters that they confirm it, I guess it matters that they could disrupt it. So I, it, it's still stupid to me because, like, at the end of the day, nothing was going to change, even if they had burned down Capitol Hill. They, it was still going to be Joe Biden as the president. Yes, that doesn't make it yeah. less like awful and ridiculous, obviously. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah so so um, ugh, yeah. God damn it. Um, anyway, fucking. So, yeah, I was like watching it at work and then at some point it like started to escalate and 
And I was like, okay, well, again, they're like very rowdy and the Trump supporters. Yeah, they're very rowdy and they're 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 getting riled up. But but again, you know, okay, they're just they're just being a rowdy, rowdy crowd. Okay, Mm -hmm. And then it was like at some point it was just like they're inside the Capitol. And I was like, huh? And like I remember even seeing the first like video of um, uh, one of the it was like somebody on the floor was speaking and it's like somebody comes up into his ear and you can hear him over like the main mic be like, oh, the protesters have entered the building. And I was like, oh, man, this is a crazy protest. And it still hadn't like dawned on me at that point. Dawned like, on you that like, it was Castle Seed. The absurdity yeah. of it. Because I was like, oh, are they really leaving? That's kind of bitchy. Like what? Like some fucking protesters are going to come in. And because even up to that point, I was like, yeah, I think you're all stupid. But but also free speech. Like, yeah. Prote- it is a you know, constitutionally like, protected like, you know, I was right like, uh, to demonstrate. You know, yes. And I was like, so you're just going to run? That seems unnecessary. And then it was just like fucking they're inside very suddenly like yeah free like just fucking free for all and i was like oh oh uh hmm." they're stealing podiums they're taking pictures of documents well i was yeah even watching like the people inside like the chamber and everything i was like wow like that seems weird like i wonder and even (laughs) even at that point i was like if if they hadn't evacuated maybe that would have been better because they wouldn't be destroying everything in the chambers right and then my first thought goes to like it security which is like something mm-hmm. I feel like not enough people are talking about, which is that like potentially every fucking device in the entire yeah. building or set of buildings is potentially compromised. Oh, yeah. um, well, no, it, it should be treated as compromised, whether or not it is. Yeah, basically. Yes. Yeah. Um, but anyway, before before I get too off the rails there. Um, so even at that point, I was like, I don't know. Seems kind of dumb that they left. Like, why did they leave? Because there wasn't. Wouldn't catch me sticking around. <laughs> there weren't that many people, though. Is what I'm getting at. On at least whatever feed okay. I was watching, there weren't that many people in there. It was like five or six dudes, and they were just like, "Oh, it's empty, raw." Like they didn't know what was going on, which I think is the scariest part to the whole thing is how long it took to realize, or at least to see, based on the feeds I was watching. Um, the the actual like violence and severity of it and then mm-hmm. after the fact the people like there's that picture of the dude with the fucking zip tie things that's like super popular right now scary as shit yeah <laughs> but i didn't see any of that on any feed do you know what i mean so like the, oh, the one okay. that so basically right after they were in the chamber they cut to another feed and this is when i like just basically quit working and was like oh yeah. god this is nuts it was <laughs> the people that were um <clears throat> They were outside one of the windows and they were breaking the window open. And I was like, oh, shit. Yep. OK, this is That's getting bad. crazy. That's destruction. <laughs> and then and then when they were breaking the window and they were climbing in, I was like, oh, 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 OK, this is getting to a place. This is very bad. And then a guy was just chanting, kill them or some shit. And I was like, well, yeah. OK, this went to 11. <laughs> like, what yeah. the fuck? And so anyway, like there was like all that. And then there's like the chick who got shot because fucking she was trying to fucking Assault a guy she with was, a gun pointed at her. What the fuck? Like, yeah. I don't. Uh, she the, the word on the street is that she was getting too close to a, a high profile target and then was shot down. And obviously, I'm no fan of police violence. But like at the same time, like she she was getting too close and had been warned about getting too close to. Oh, there's no like I mean, Pelosi you, or Pence seen, or yeah, something. If you've seen the video, there's no question. For, so this yeah. is something that uh, and I don't I don't want to compare all of our non Trump supporters, but I feel like any police violence issue like mm-hmm. it's it, it's muddy for me because it's always like especially if you're black or whatever after the fact they're like well he smoked <laughs> weed once in mm-hmm. t- in 12th grade so he deserved to be shot and it's like obviously no obviously i'm not down with that yeah. like yeah the no yeah. angel defense as it was mm-hmm. but like there are uh instances um i don't know like mike brown is always the one for me where it's like i don't know i don't think you should be shot ever ideally but like mm-hmm. if you fucking walk up to someone with a gun and attack them which is what this bitch did she just like fucking this guy is like pointing a gun in her face and he's like uh you should stop and then she climbs at him and starts like scream like what the fuck do you i'm sorry what do you think is gonna happen like yeah, I'm not, yeah, yeah yeah like i just can't i can't she like, shouldn't have been shot but it, you can see why <laughs> yes that, yes yeah. that is exactly my stance whenever something like that happens it's like okay if you're like walking around and you're like part of some, you know, I don't know, we'll say uh, some, I don't, maybe a protest or an incident, but you're not like moving forward. Or if you are, maybe, you know, it's, it's a, 
you're getting like X instructions. But like, mm-hmm. if you watch the video of this chicken shot, like there is just no, I, I don't know how you could possibly come away from it anyway, other than that, like, like they, it, there's even a, about a minute and a half of the video. I don't know if you've seen the full thing, but there's like a minute and a half mm-hmm. before, like I had seen a lot of clips of like just her trying climbing through and getting shot. And I think yeah. the context that is lacking from the short clips is, is really important because whoever's recording is some, he sounds like he's trying to like be helpful. The guy mm-hmm. that's recording this video, he's like talking to this. There's like one security guard in front of this door, basically. And then there's another set of like two security guards behind the door that they're trying to break through. And the guy that's recording the video, he's like, Hey bro, I just, I've seen some people get hurt. I don't want to see you get hurt. We'll clear a path. Just let us go by, bro. I don't like, you don't need to be here. Don't worry about it. And I'm, and for a second, I was like, even I like watching, I was like, okay, maybe this is like some person trying to manage the crowd. I don't know. And mm-hmm. then the guy, finally, the security guard finally like steps out of the way. Cause there's like literally fucking a hundred people or some shit. And one security guard on the si- same side of the door as them. He like moves out of the way. And then the same dude is like, yeah, fucking tear it down. Like immediately I'm like, oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> so then like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So then it's just like, and then that's what they're shouting. They're like, we're going to fuck them yeah. up. Like, fuck you. And so the dude on the other side of the door, like if you're saying presumably, yeah, he was by some high profile target, which yeah. I'm sure they could see. Like, I mean, I, they had to evacuate Congress. That, that was the whole point of the ceremony was Congress was going to be there. Yeah. So and and, and that, that's such um, a like, it's just hard. Like when I guess it shouldn't surprise me any part of the disconnect of like the super Trump narrative of uh, 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 the Trump supporter narrative rather of like just the insanity. It shouldn't surprise me that they continue to have a disconnect with reality. But even considering their absurd disconnect with it, it's baffling to me that anyone could look at any of that and think that it was just like, it was just, it was just a protest. This is the same as BLM when, when they had, when they had like 300 fucking national guard per fucking square foot, just in case somebody showed up while being black like that, and that, as much as like everything is awful, and this is uh, where I'm sure you w- want to hop in, but like yeah. the <laughs> the juxtaposition of the response, uh, the, yeah. the shoe I'm waiting to drop is is what they knew in this instance that they didn't say that might explain some of that, or if it truly well. is just well. The cops are the Trump protesters. <laughs> and, um, that, you know, I don't know. Like, is do they have any good reason? Do you know what I mean? For like, from, like, did that prevent bloodshed in some way? Is that I, I don't. That's what I want to know. From what I have heard, from what I've been reading, uh, there were multiple occasions of uh, Trump protesters who were off duty police officers or like uh, service people mm-hmm. um, who were flashing their badges in an attempt to get in. And I'm sure on some level that works just like like to fool somebody to say, hey, I, I should be here. I'm a cop. Whether sure. or not you're supposed to be there. Um, uh, but, but I mean like, like the prep. To, like didn't they seem under prepped comparatively? Yeah, that was intentional. Like I'm I'm mad at the uh, the capital the, the capital police response uh, just because it seems it, it is it doesn't seem so disproportionate compared to what what happened when black people might have said something like, hey, don't shoot us. And these people were coming in with like fucking zip ties to to come and, and overthrow the government to get a different person elected. <laughs> um, and and they were like, let's send out a handful of rent to cops and maybe or maybe not tell them to just let them in at some point. Because they, there is footage of them waving people in, mo- removing barricades, and just bringing well, bringing and in the. I, I do think terrorists. at a certain point, yeah, I do think at a certain point the. Um, I, I don't okay. Assuming we have to have been in the situation that that occurred in, I don't mm-hmm. necessarily disagree with that. I mean, if you're two cops and there's a mob of like thousands of people, you're not going to stop them anyway. Like, what sure. does it make? I, the issue is why like, were there two cops? Right. Yeah. So the issue. Right. <laughs> yeah. my, the issue is before that. Exactly. So like yeah. to me like I, I see all these things where people are like oh my god look at them they let them in and I'm like that's really not the issue like if there were that's not the that's they, not the whole of it if they, I think that's a pretty small issue by comparison like if there were a thousand cops and they could have definitely kept them out and then one cop is just like here you go come on in okay mm-hmm. but there wasn't enough presence to stop a, a crowd of that magnitude 
regardless. I'm not saying they should have let them into the Capitol. I think that should have certainly. But like my, the big question to me is, yeah, why the fuck was it such a small yeah. force? Because uh, because white people? Is it that yeah. simple? Or I mean, is there is there the some other the day, like do, do they think there's more danger in that group because 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 white people again um, like again because because guns and white people like is that, that a thing that's white I don't know privilege sure that that they're able to just roll up with guns and siege the Capitol building and for the the large part face zero repercussions we'll say one to four repercussions but yeah the the fact that they had that privilege to 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 even have that thought I'll roll in strapped I, I'll roll in carrying heat and I will siege the Capitol building ideally to get to a congressperson and and the response is just like uh, put a couple rent cops out I don't fault the rent cops strictly speaking for that because to to a degree it's not on them it's it's the way that the prep was handled and it seems intentional and no matter how many different clauses i use to to drive it at the the meaning here the the point is they got away with it because they were white yeah oh 100 percent. yeah but I, that, I, I, i'm wondering though like how much you think of it i, I don't disagree with that at all i'm like curious yeah. about i guess i'm curious it's, about how knowing this was like do you think it was an underestimation like they just underestimated the the protesters no. do you think there really no are way. enough people that wanted it to happen do you think they were scared of that pushback sure that against the white it. folk? Like do you, all of the above? Like, I don't like, that's what I'm, uh, I'm there's I'm a sure lot of facets. Yeah. The fear that they are strapped is definitely real and present. And I don't mm. fault anyone for, for having that fear because I'm terrified of people with guns. Um, but I, I, again, but are you, to clarify, are you putting that, that mm -hmm. that's okay on the rent cops? Or are you saying like, you think the overarching, like the folks in charge, like the head, bitch of yeah the, whatever the people security. you think the person they're in charge. as like as an entire uh entity of the cops you think they were as an entity scared of scared of the shotguns i think that they were aware of the possibility and knowing that that it, it knowing that it was a possibility had the opportunity to put rent -a cops out or someone else and in putting up the couple of rent cops rather than the uh, the National Guard or, or uh, police with riot shields, they break out at the, the drop of a hat in St. Louis. Um, they, I, I think that that was their way of letting people in. Oh, so you think whoever, they're complicit yeah. intentionally? You think whoever Not the cops specifically. Yeah, yeah, but but whoever uh, who, whoever runs yeah. the rent cops, you think they're complicit and intentionally yeah. Yeah. allowed this? I, I, That's what I, I was trying well, to. Drive I mean, to. how could it not be? How could it not be? Um, well, I certainly <laughs> think there's a very good chance that that is exactly the case. Um, I certainly do think that that's a very real possibility. But I also can't say with certainty that I am. Like, I feel like there is room. Uh, one of my favorite razors is never attribute to malice that which can be attributed to stupidity. Mm -hmm. It's one of my favorite. But, it's one of my favorite things in the entire world. Uh, sometimes it is malice, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, but but I, I do think there no is that stupid. Ah, <laughs> uh, I think there's room for that level of it. I think there's room for this. This is why I want to know. This is like what I'm going to be wondering about as time goes sure. on, and I'm sure it'll all get swept under the rug, and no one will ever talk about it again. Even though this is like a fucking yeah. insanely weird historical, Hasn't fucking unprecedented it's fucking insanity. <laughs> but uh, you know, years. but no big deal. Remember when that happened? Nah, we're fine. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> your, holy shit your facial expression there was fucking <laughs> was fucking gif worthy that's the new the new lex champ that's, that's how it <laughs> <laughs> we'll oh get to you new text don't you worry <laughs> yeah so so anyway um that's what i'll be very curious to see like as time goes on is like it is or was there because there's so much like research that needs to be done and then the other thing while we're on it is like we're clearly not like they need to research all the shit that happened is what I'm getting at. You know, they're uh, uh, collecting evidence and yada, yada. But like, mm -hmm. but um, in addition to that, like we're not done. We got a bunch of people saying they're going to come back Do with weapons more. on the yeah. 19th. I, I hadn't heard that they had a specific date, but yeah. uh, and I, I saw something recently on it's because Google's trying to Google gave uh, uh, there's an app called Parlor, something like that. Parlor, Par yeah. 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 Par Parlor. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, Google gave them like a 24-hour ultimatum to like moderate their shit because apparently there's a bunch of people organizing and that's one of the Anyway, that's something I was reading this morning while I was while I was taking a poop. But uh yeah, it uh I don't know, it doesn't seem it, 
It's so hard because, like, even as much as I was joking about, like, oh, it's a shame there wasn't any way we could have seen this coming or whatever. There absolutely even, was. <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously, no, obviously there yeah, was. Yeah, and that, yeah. that, <clears throat> it's the joke. Um, I, but, I'm there. But, I'm here. <laughs> but even considering that, a part of me was still just like, come on. No one's gonna. No one's gonna. Oh, yeah. They're not gonna. I mean, they're gonna try, but it's not gonna happen. Like. Surely, unless, surely they won't they succeed based on pure brash whiteness. Surely, and, that, and it turns sure, out that's all you need. I mean, Akuma isn't <laughs> that broken, Alex. I, come on, <laughs> come on, man. Come on, man. Are come on, man. He's not. He's not that. I mean, Third Strike Gil isn't that busted. People he's, just he's, don't. He, can, he they comes just, back to life when you kill him. They just, just don't have the stones. All right, if they were better players, they could definitely beat him. Okay. So yeah, anyway, like a part of me, <laughs> we didn't have fucking Daigo out there. <laughs> so like, yeah, like a part of me is just like, come on, surely, surely no, even though maybe and probably, but also surely no. So like, that's kind of where I'm at again with this, where it's like, they're all freaking. And of course, now the rhetoric is, you know, all the super fucking ultra fucking right wingers are just like, oh, free speech. And now we're against the tech companies and blah, 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 which is <sighs> inevitable. Not how that works. Yeah, but oh, it's inevitable. Can, I mean, that's going to be what they do. Can we Josh Hawley for a minute? Uh, I'd have to know who that was, but sure. He's your senator. You got two. The other one's Roy Blunt. So I know Roy Blunt. Two senators. I don't know Roy Josh Blunt. Hawley. Okay. Seriously? <laughs> no. I don't pay attention to Missouri politics. Dude, you get, you 90, gotta, 90, you, 90... No, I don't. 90% of Missouri... You gotta get your head in the game, man. No, I do St. Charles and St. Louis, and that's it. Fucking 95% of Missouri. Missouri is... Oh, I know, but I can't... I can't... Okay. Okay, this is... I can't affect that shit, Alex. This is like... This you, is like... You should. I can't, though. There is literally... I know you it can't, is literally hopeless. It is literally hopeless. Like, if I lived in fucking... Illinois, I'd be like, oh yeah, my vote matters. I don't. I live in fucking Missouri where fucking you, it's like people, I think people who aren't from here, I guess this is just my two cents, but like, I don't think they understand how different St. Louis is from Missouri. Mm. I mean, they might as well be two totally different fucking states in my to, opinion. To a large, to a large degree, we almost are, but yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I don't okay. give a fuck about Missouri. Uh, maybe I should, but I don't. So let me anyway. let me help you to give a fuck. Um, All right. Yeah, yeah. This this is good because there's some there's some hope built into this. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, you have two um, two senators and a number of uh, representatives for the House, right? Um, the the major players here are going to be Josh Hawley, who is a senator, one of our two, and Cory Bush. Uh, she is one of our representatives I, in the I do House know of Representatives. Her. Good. See, I know people. Good. Okay, we're, we're I, off to a I, good I know, start. I know. I know two or three. Yes, that's that's pretty well. <laughs> two out of three. It's names. More than three. <laughs> no, I'm, we're getting there. We'll, okay. I'm going to keep grading myself. <laughs> we'll see. Steps. Yeah. Um, Josh Hawley uh, used to be the Attorney General for Missouri, who has done just a, a masterful job of undermining uh, any and all attempts at racial justice in Missouri. And he's definitely uh, a Democrat, right? No, he's a Republican. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> you do have to check sometimes. But <laughs> Come on, man. Give me, give me some um, credit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so Holly, uh, he waffled for a bit. And we had uh, Senator Claire McCaskill, who's one of those Republicans who's a Democrat. Uh, she yes. lost because why would you vote for the lesser Republican when the meaner Republican is also on the ballot? Uh, Josh Hawley became our senator. We lost a Democrat, air quotes, put them wherever you want, uh, over Claire McCaskill. Um, Josh Hawley has has been trying to carve a, a path for himself. He's he's one of those people who's smarter than Trump, who wants to tap into Trump's base. And okay. uh, to that extent, has been agitating and inciting domestic terror, specifically at the Capitol. There's uh, footage of him uh, rooting on the terrorists. Oh, that who guy. I've seen it. Yeah, he's like turning Josh around Hawley. with his fucking. Yeah. That's that's our bro. Oh, that's yeah. This, is just, this just proves everything that I think so, about Missouri already and completely just makes well, me still consider that I have no sway in anything. Well, uh, yeah, I have seen that picture a million times. I and yeah, I, I just hadn't remembered his name. Or it does get better. That he was related to Missouri. Go on, please continue. Uh, Corey Bush, uh, our our representative in the House, uh, said Corey's in the House. Damn. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> it just occurred to me. <laughs> How is no one 
made this joke. Yeah, seriously. What the fuck? There's so much karma to be farmed. What the fuck? <laughs> anyway, an I instead of an EY. We're going to break uh, anyway. black people Twitter. It's going to happen. <laughs> we're breaking it. Uh, Corey said that her first uh, move, because she's she's going to uh, be in the house starting on like the 20th or whatever, mm-hmm. because she's she's and she's coming up. Uh, we voted her in, but she's not in yet. Uh, the first bit of legislation that she says she's going to introduce is to remove uh, under the 14th Amendment Josh Hawley from office for inciting domestic terror, which is totally illegal, which is a thing that prevents him from holding office in the United States of America. Sure. Obviously, this will be to like actual uh, uh, Congress approval. And, well, and that, and that's why we want to actually go through the 25th Amendment with Trump, right? Because that prevents him yes, from yeah, w- having office again. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so Cory Bush has, has been actually like actively pushing measures uh, or says that she will be as soon as she's actually in a position to do that sort of thing to remove Josh Hawley from office. Uh, Josh also has lost a publication deal. Uh, he was supposed to have a book coming out. And then the publishing company, uh, whose name is like S and S, but I, I don't remember what the S's stand for. Uh, they, they said, we're not going to publish your book, you <laughs> fucking Nazi. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Is it, is it SS? Because that No, be, it's not SS. Because they'd be, be down. No, it's like Schuster and, and Schnitzel or something. I, I, sure. I don't remember the name. Um, so the, they, how did they? But OK, here's OK. As great as it is to get some fucking justice porn from what you just said. What I don't understand yep. about incidents like that, this is like when when Mike Ross was giving, um, what's his name, Rick, the basketball player, or uh, uh, the basketball player who owned an esports team. Wasn't his name Rick? Uh, I forget his I, name. I know who you're talking about. I yeah, forget the name. shit, I can't remember his damn name. But anyway, yeah. Mike Ross was giving that guy shit because he's like, oh, it turns out my boss is a racist, and he's going on this, and he's just like, bro, you didn't fucking know he was a racist yeah, yeah, when you yeah. started working <laughs> with him? Like, come on. Come <laughs> come the fuck on, bro. Come on. Like, like that shit, that shit drives me nuts, because it's like, oh, yeah, like, and I don't know this situation, but the way, like, just from the, the two seconds I just listened to you yeah, tell yeah, it, yeah. it's like, on the one hand, okay, cool, good for them, but also, weren't they going to publish this dude's book to begin with? Like they didn't fucking know. Like, come on. To be fair, they thought that he was, they knew he was a racist. They didn't think that he was going to be so overt about it. (laughs) Okay. But like, why do they, which again is some white people privilege. Why do they get so many points for that? Like, yeah. Why does this publisher get that many points for that? We're not giving them that many points for it. We we are giving them a couple points, but, but this hurts Holly because yes. now he doesn't have this propaganda machine. Sure. Uh, yeah, he's trying to spin this. Uh, he's saying, Oh, this is a violation of my free speech rights, which it, which he has to know. It isn't, which he must know. Right. Well, they, it's not about what they know. That's not exactly. That's it's been, about what it's, they, it's never been relevant. What they can do to whip up the base. Yeah. It's never been um, relevant. So, so if I may impart just the <laughs> slightest bit of hope onto you. Oh, how dare Georgia, you? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> uh, Georgia not only voted, for Biden, which is a Democratic blue move, they had two seats up for re-election and voted blue both times. But two Senate seats in Georgia, which have been red for like a hundred years, have flipped blue. And this is not because everyone had a change of heart about Trump. This is not because they they went out and found all the the fence sitting voters. This isn't because they they uh, pitched a campaign that that appealed exclusively to people who are on the right but who weren't completely fucking nuts. Uh, it was an active effort from Stacey Abrams and people working with her to mobilize Democratic voters. There are more Democratic voters in Georgia. There there are a ton of black people in Georgia. Uh, There are more Democratic voters in Georgia than there are Republicans as a factor of uh, gerrymandering, as a factor of uh, voter suppression, and as a factor of people just not thinking that voting matters and to a degree almost being right because of all of the aforementioned factors. Yep. Uh, Republicans have been winning there for the past hundred years. Republicans chain winning in Georgia is like, I I can't like, I've had conversations (laughs) with people before where they're just like, they're in disbelief over the idea that like gerrymandering is like could possibly still be relevant or like, what do you mean St. Louis is founded on like, you know, racism and, <laughs> the and then that's all divide. set up on, and that's all set up intentionally to suppress votes. That's like, and they look at you like you're like a conspiracy theorist like and you're, you're crazy and you're just yeah. like, mm, okay. Like, but anyway, point being, I can't think of anything more 
ridiculously telling than fucking bliggity black ass Georgia be, <laughs> being a Republican fucking like like strong like, ah yeah Georgia yeah. the place where like 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 bruh <laughs> like how can yep. you look at the existence of that state and its voting history and not just be like yeah that's, what's going on guys? what the fuck is that about like like I don't know. Like even in even in the year of our Lord twenty twenty one, where we swear to God, there are definitely up and coming black Republicans. Like okay, fine, whatever percentage. Sure, there must like, be one. Like fine. <laughs> like but like yeah. just just like like census statistics alone. Like anyway, yeah. that yeah, Georgia so, should be blue. What, what and it is. It, well, now hooray. Yeah, because of the mobilization of the yeah. voters and those yeah. voters, because they have been mobilized, stand a stronger chance of staying engaged. I'm not saying that we're going to continue to win Georgia every time, but the fact that Georgia is purple, decidedly purple, and was consistently blue this election cycle, gives me hope that Missouri could do much the same with that same degree of mobilization with people like Cory Bush in Congress. Ooh. I think that we stand a chance. I don't. I, that's okay. I think, I think St. Louis does. I think St. Louis well, does. St. Louis is blue. Missouri, they, Missouri is not like Georgia, is it? I mean, what's it's the, not like Georgia. Yeah, no, it's, there, it's there are similar. way it's too not many fucking redneck, white ass, fucking honky pieces of shit in Missouri, dude. For that there to aren't be a as thing. many as you'd think. You think I, I, I want to no, I, I need a Wikipedia numbers now because yeah. I'm always curious like what this comes Census up. So, data. So let's look up like a uh, percentage of uh, race percentage of Georgia. Right. Sure. I'll say you're looking for like census data for for uh, racial breakdown in Georgia. Yeah. So racial breakdown in Georgia is 57.8 percent white and 32 percent black, which is, I feel like whenever you get statistics like this, I've had people be like, Oh man, I thought there'd be more. It's like they forget that black people are like we're still a minority. Like they are minority. Like they're they're <laughs> the biggest. The they're the biggest there. minority, but that's why they, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've had conversations with people like that before. They're like, "What do you mean? There's only like 25 percent of America is black? Like that's crazy. Like what? No, that's just how it is. Okay, so and then we'll say in Missouri as well, comparatively speaking. Um. Eleven and a half. So I mean, three times okay. more black people yeah, yeah, yeah. in Georgia, yeah, than Missouri. Um, Percentage wise, um, um, yeah, eighty eighty two percent white in Missouri. So yeah, I mean, okay. no, there, there, can, I have can, no hope, Alex. <laughs> I have, okay, you don't. I have well, literally zero. Have I have zero hope for, for Missouri. <laughs> don't don't you're, you're you're thinking too small picture. Mm. Uh, the race doesn't have to just be in favor of Democrats for this to be a win. The more mobilized the left is, the, the more mobilized Democrats, uh, speaking more broadly than just the left, uh, uh, the more mobilized the Democrats are, the more competitive the race becomes. And the more competitive the race becomes, the more expensive it becomes for the right and, well, in general, the right to hold on to Missouri. It is a cost for them to hold on to Missouri. And they if have they're so much money, though, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't have to be just a. You think we can bleed their pockets? Because I think we'll run out of money before they ever do. There's no way, dude. Yeah, but the the difference is that they have to spend that money if they want to hold on to the state, and okay. they do want to hold on to the state, and they will hold on to the state. Probably, at least for the next few election cycles. You're 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 uh, you're the guy at the head of the crew battle who definitely yeah. is not going to beat MK Leo, but you're going to time him out. Exactly. So that, so that he has a harder time <laughs> fighting the next person. It's it's a, a whole big <laughs> war and, and you don't have to win every battle. Missouri doesn't have to be a win for the battle to be a success. You don't have to win to win. I'm moving the goalposts for you, so it's easier for you to just. Give I, I'm a picking up. Nod. I'm picking up what you're putting down. I just yeah. think, um, again, I think if it was a different state, I might agree more. But like, I don't know, Missouri, literally hopeless in my opinion. Literally a <sighs> complete hopeless lost cause. Uh, and you know, I am an existential nihilist, so take from that what sure, you will. Sure, sure. Um, but <laughs> I, but I'd like I, to go on record here yeah. as saying that I am an, a dyed in the wool uh, pessimist. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I just look so optimistic uh, standing next to you. You and your goddamn hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, they, 
No, there, there's something to be done here. We we don't have to take a game off of MK Leo, but if we get a stock, we get a stock. Then the <laughs> yeah, next person we, we might take beat a them. stock. That's good. Yeah. It was a close O two. Yeah, <laughs> check that box, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I just think there's. Um, uh, well, I don't know. While we're talking about like all the politically whatever stuff, I'll I'll give you a quick, hopefully a fairly quick um, uh, analogy. Um, this is a lot like. Um, this is a lot like the, it's like the fight of equal, equal rights and stuff uh, with regard to like gender, right? So like women in the workplace and blah, blah, blah. And mm. I, I always, I'm always struggling when people are like, oh, we need to put like this law and this thing here to ensure that there isn't like sexism in the workplace. And I'm like, okay, that's all great. And yes, fine. But at the end of the day, like to me, that's like the small potatoes, right? Like the real, like the real strategy has to be the indoctrination from like a young age that is mm -hmm. impressed upon men and women to reinforce like the shitty gender role bullshit. Like until we work on that at like a base level, society mm -hmm. isn't going to be ready to deal with that. And like, I think the point of those, you know, uh, proposed laws and stuff is because we aren't ready. This is like a buffer until we are, which I agree with, but I don't get like rah, rah, sis, boom, bah about like, oh yeah, we're going to fix, you know, gender equality. We're going to fix fucking, you know, homophobia. We're going to fix all these things like by putting like these like laws or whatever into place. Like we're not like that gets fixed by the old people dying and, 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 and mm. new people being better. And, and, you know, society uh, uh, sh uh, shedding its skin, as it were, and replenishing its cells. Mm. Um, that's the real game. And I and so uh, to complete this analogy, um, I don't get very excited about strategical stuff like that in Missouri, because at the end of the day, um, more black people just got to have sex and more white people have to die. That's what Missouri needs. Like, if you could do me a favor. Oh, sure. Uh, uh, if you could uh, Google the 2018 uh, uh, Holly McCaskill election results. Okay. H-A-W-L-E-Y. And you just look up the, the 2018 Holly results. Um, and give me that percentage breakdown. 2018 Missouri mm -hmm. Senate. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, you have instilled a small seed of hope into me. Haven't I? 51-4 versus 45-6. Yep. Yeah, it's not outside of the realm of possibility. way closer than I expected. Yeah. You have successfully instilled hope, you <laughs> fucking son of a bitch. Again, way I'm closer not saying than I expected. that we'll win. Yeah, no, I, that's I'm not way, saying I mean, we're going to win. Well, and honestly, even that percentage, I mean, 6% in that, you know, that's a degree yep. of, what, 150,000 voters, which mm -hmm. is a lot. But, um, yeah. but that's much, I honestly expected it to be like bare minimum 60-40. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, no, yeah. no. <laughs> okay. If if they're going to maintain, because it's a small margin, if they're gonna do something, it will cost them in order to play that kind of game. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that we're gonna win. I'm saying it'll be expensive for them to win. Do you know who the last Democrat we had that was? Uh, do you know who was the last Democrat we had that was like not a Republican with a mask on, like Claire McCaskill? Oh God, no! It was before I was alive. That's what I thought. That's what. Yeah, I don't know. I, that's, I assumed it was like, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So no, it's I, not. I, it, I, yeah. I dislike uh, McCaskill for healthcare reasons, um, just because she's got this this general apathy towards progressives. Uh, but she's not as bad as uh, Joe Manchin, who is a Republican with the D next to his name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's he's more likely to act out in Republican interest than the independence that we have in Congress, which I think is alarming, <laughs> but that's, that's, that's a whole different issue. Uh, do you want, do you want to talk Gutex? Do you want to talk about how hilarious it is that we get to add another person yeah. to the cancellation roundup? I, I just don't. I know you don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The world mm -hmm. is a complex place mm -hmm. and there are a lot of factors and things that can happen. And this is just demonstrably stupid. But at the end of the day, this is like really homophobic black people. 
You're just like, dude. What? Do you not? <laughs> you're like, do, you're like, bruh. Do you not see the parallel here? Like, how is oh, it? Oh, okay. Like, bro. I see what you're how saying. How do you not? How are you not like? very aware of the similarities of these how, how do you look at the plight of the <laughs> uh, the, the gay like, individual like come and say, on nah. and so like looking at gutex it's just like dude like i just don't and, and and it's stupid i mean anybody can be you know so whatever but like gutex is, can, he's a uh, biracial <laughs> trump supporter though like i just like i he's know half there's a, chinese half mexican Trump supporting. I don't. <laughs> I don't understand how that happens. Like it's just that is such a. You're like a minority of a minority of a minority within a minority that like accidentally tripped on a banana peel and wound up in an alternate dimension. Like I yeah. just don't <laughs> understand how it happens. Like I can get like, dude, every angry ass white dude being a Trump supporter. I'm like, yep, totally get it. Makes yeah, there's a system power in place that enables you to make, benefit from makes, him being in power. Makes what sense. are you getting out of this, Gutex? <laughs> That's what, right. No, but I even, even with that, yes. So yes to everything you just said, but but even if that weren't the case, I can see, I do think there's something to be said for the anger and frustration of rural white America. I'm not saying it enables them to have Confederate flags, but I think sociologically, <laughs> I think there is, I, I uh, sociologically, I think there is a, um, a logic to the illogicalness of it, if you will. Like, I think you can look at the points that have occurred and be like, okay, I can see how these bubbles have gotten there. I don't see, I don't see that. I don't see that with Gutex because the other thing is like, it's not like, okay, it's not, it's not just, I'm not just like, oh, biracial Trump, that's it. That That's a big factor. But like, but like. <laughs> Huge. As a biracial like, non-Trump supporter. Yeah, like. <laughs> That's a big factor. Don't get me wrong. But like, that isn't like the only thing, like on top of that, you're like, what else are Gutex's social circles? And you're just like internet nerd video mm -hmm. games. Like he's from California. Last time I checked all of these, there's just like, I don't understand what, what poor choices you what made to part get of to the here. Venn diagram, like <laughs> looped in to all the other parts of the Venn diagram to enable that to happen. It's baffling to me. So, yeah, and, and also, the only thing I can think, the only thing I can think that makes any kind of sense is his, uh, his business, uh, yes. his yes. business sense, his, I mean, he is a very, like. AKA when he went insane. Um, well, I don't know, I guess. He used to just want to play Street Fighter, and then he started wearing, like, weird suits and started peacocking at fighting game tournaments, and. Yeah, and I do. Then he started posting weird shit on Twitter. Well, but that was like years and years later. Like he it's was. It's a transformative process. <laughs> you don't just wake up one day and say, you know what? I think I'll fight against my own self-interest. I don't think. I hope. I hope you don't do that. I don't want to wake up one day and do that. <laughs> it's got to be a year-long process at least, right? Oh, yeah. It was several years. <laughs> Otherwise, there's no hope for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, so like, so you think, I mean, you think that's enough on its own. Like, it's literally just he was like, oh. Like I'm doing street fighter business things and I'm making plays and I'm doing this. And then like, that was enough over time for him to just be like, you know what? Yeah. Donald Trump. Like you think that's, yeah, it's, that it's makes as simple more as sense that to me than that. He just woke up one day and was like, you know, I think Donald Trump's onto something. Okay. Does it though? Because there is still the, 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 the point, And I think there's a lot of credence to this that future Gutex came, mm -hmm. <laughs> came mm -hmm. back in time this is a and deep show cut. Him For all, a, all the smashers don't know about future, future Gutex, but yeah, yeah, they don't know. They don't know. But Future Tex came back and he and he abducted Gutex or mm -hmm. some shit and reset the timeline. This like some Terminator shit, and and so this isn't actually Gutex. This has been no, future, no, no. Tex. future Tex. This has yeah. been Future Tex for the last like five years, and real Gutex is is chained up in a barn somewhere. And, and because he has to live to become future Gutex exactly so go back in time exactly it's, it's a bootstrap paradox yeah uh, to, to all of our smash or non-fighting game playing listeners jeff Susie, um <laughs> gutex was a street fighter player who grew up uh going to the family fun arcade which was like the hit place one of like two or three hit places to go if we were good at our job we would have done this before everything else yeah we way said. earlier yeah uh, <laughs> Uh, Ryan Gutierrez, uh, he, he played Urian. He was bad at the game, got his ass beat. And then like all of us decided that he wanted to improve himself and got better until he was like sort of a top player. He was and a top player on, for a while in early street fighter four. And what I think the yep. smashers might know, but not know that it is from this. Uh, so he is the face of pog champ on Twitch, which they, I think they are all, everybody knows that I think, 
Um, so yes. Gutex is, he's a Street Fighter 4 player, he is the first super popular emote ever from Twitch. Um, yep. uh, well, I guess after Kappa, so maybe second. But yeah, one of the, the very first. But uh, more importantly, a, a phrase that they all know, uh, the, the, the shimmy. It is, the Gutex it, shimmy, it is yes. the, the full name of the shimmy is the Gutex shimmy. Um, Which is like one of Street Fighter V's core principles. Yes. So if you're like a, a, and, a but it was in it Fighter was in four as well. Yeah, it's just like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's in. I mean, it's just a generic fighting game thing, which is why like yep. Mike Ross and Gutex were just giving everybody shit because you know hating on five because it's an awful game, and then people just being like, oh, the shimmy, like it was some new 2016 tech. They had you know. invented the shimmy. Yeah. yeah. So Gutex, Gutex <laughs> basically popularized in the Street Fighter Four era the the shimmy with Balrog. That's where uh, they and and again for those who don't know the, the shimmy is where you got someone down in the corner and then you walk up like you're going to throw them and then you walk backwards out of throw range so they they press throw to tech your throw and then they just whiff a throw and then they eat shit because it's you just yeah it's a it's death. a grounded um walk forward walk back uh throw yep. bait yeah super simple anyone can see it it's a I, I think it's a real life thing. <laughs> there's there's shimmies in real boxing. It's oh, not yeah. just fighting games. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, the, he he invented that. He was a top player. People had a lot of respect for him. Uh, he was in the uh, the Gutex, uh, the excellent adventures of Gutex and Mike Ross. Him and his black friend Mike Ross. Uh, that's I relevant. It's relevant. Um, Mike Ross is also uh, biracial, though. Is he not? Is he biracial? I bl- I'm almost positive he is because I met his dad, and his dad was is, his dad white. <laughs> he is white or Hispanic. Oh, okay. Well, I, 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 I don't know that. Um, he, he is at least a minority, Mike Ross. Um, but well, yeah, but I mean, anyway, uh, but point being, yeah, there, yeah, yeah. there, there are these two dudes that did, um, uh, this, the, the excellent adventure show, which was, and is, and remains to be probably the single most popular recurring piece mm-hmm. of fighting game, uh, competitive fighting game content ever in, in any, yeah. in any game ever including smash um they got hundreds of thousands of views they were on like machinima they were on like all the big youtube channels or early before YouTube they went days over to before. cross counter tv right? yeah they made their whole own website called cross counter tv <clears throat> which i wrote articles for um what? uh yeah, I, I wrote two articles <laughs> for cross counter tv um uh the top five beginner characters in street fighter 4 was was a good one mm-hmm. i'm very cool uh anyway um so yeah they um uh they they had like a whole media conglomerate thing that they built from the ground up. Um, And this is like when we talk about on this podcast, uh, and someone was just tweeting this today. I forget who it was, but it was like, imagine like being any other game company and not just doing what Riot does and supporting, you know, League of Legends for 10 years. It's the same game and it's doing so well. And this is like when I I get so mad at Capcom because Street Fighter 4 is the only game I can think of that had anything like what League had and was building to. And um, Mm -hmm. I'll remind everyone as I'm having credentials that like I uh, dated someone who worked at Riot and I knew a lot of stuff about Project Lion uh, adjacently uh, when it was being worked on, which is the fighting game they're still working on that people have seen now. And I remember like a big part of that was like them learning like them Riot. Like I was like adjacently like I would talk to my ex about like work and she'd come home and be like, oh, yeah, we're talking a lot about like fighting game stuff recently and all these different games. I'm like oh my God, it's happening. Like things are, you know, this has been 10 years now, but like, but like my point is that was all happening. And, and basically we have now, uh, because of Tony Cannon and, and Seth Killian and to mm-hmm. a larger extent, initially the groundwork that like Gutex and Mike Ross laid to get this whole community built that now is just dead and walked away from, um, yep. they are, but they are like the pillars of that whole era of that whole decade of street fighter four, like, I would say Gutex and Mike Ross are debatably the single most important people. Period. You could make like, an argument for Seth Killian, but I, really, it, I think you could for, for Seth, the amount of work that they've done. Seth is up there because of yeah. his connections to Japan, his work on the game itself, um, and playing a game cl- uh, cross-handed and getting the <laughs> moniker cloth hand. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, he. Seth is super important too. Uh, he's the character yeah, Seth yeah. is named after. If you guys didn't know, uh, but but anyway, so that's just a little history. And point being, um, this is why it's so painful awful and painful <laughs> that Gutex, horrible that Gutex this, is, this is like a betrayal. <laughs> tweeting out like this dumb Trump Trumpian bullshit. He's, Gutex totally flipped on us. He's and and you know we're building up to what he did uh, over the Capitol Hill riots, uh, terrorist uh, domestic terrorism. 
but like he he had been tweeting and warning us that he was completely fucking nuts for the past few years by being a Trump supporter, by spreading anti-vax propaganda, by oh getting my people God, riled I up about, about the QAnon. Oh, he did QAnon too? I didn't even see yeah, that Yeah, he was one. huge into QAnon. He's he's ready for the storm. Just just uh, you wait. Yep. So, yeah, that's that's when I was like, I can't talk to Gutex or about him anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, show up. it's painful, guys. Yeah. It's painful. So... So this takes us to last, it was what, three days ago, uh, whenever the Capitol Hill uh, uh, domestic terrorism incident occurred. Uh, That that lady that we showed reasonably small amounts of remorse for, uh, Ashley, what's her face, what got shot by the the Capitol Police, uh, she died, right? Um, Gutex then took to Twitter and said, will there be unrest? Can we get some unrest for the hashtag MAGA martyr? The MAGA martyr. He was calling for violence in the streets on behalf of this woman who got herself shot by getting too close to high profile targets when they told her, please don't get too close to high profile targets. At which point Twitch said, I'm sorry, Gutex, we're going to have to cut you off. Yep. Uh, and uh, the PogChamp emote, the that first super popular, first uh, one of two of the the early uh, defining emotes on Twitch, uh, got pulled. There's no there's no PogChamp anymore. You type it in, it's not going to come out. Uh, no, the Texas it, space it, isn't there. It comes in uh, as a random PogChamp now. That's what they replaced. Good. It with. So it's like <laughs> when you type PogChamp, it's like someone else doing a PogChamp impression, and every day they rotate between like a new. But it'll never be Gutex. But it'll again. never be Gutex again, which is kind right? of sad. And he did that to himself. It's super sad. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing that anyone could have done. No one could have made him less crazy, except for future Gutex or maybe hologram Gutex, which is a long-running joke in the fighting game community. When we thought that Gutex was just weird and not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, here's here's my next. Like while we're we're positing everything is like yeah. <laughs> When, when do you think Mike Ross knew? And do you think, do you think he, cause I, it always seemed like they were friends for sure. They seemed to be the best of friends. Maybe they were Jamie Heineman and Adam Savage friends, which is to say that they weren't. And they were just professionals that worked well together. I don't, I don't know. But like, I always wonder about that because like, there is another while we're while we're going through the ancient history of the Street Fighter Four era. The other part of Gutex and Mike Ross that was crazy is like Mike Ross was a top player. Well, Mike <laughs> Ross was a little top player, but he was also just like he was the the people's champ, as everybody said. He was basically a yeah. god to everyone in the community, and he he was he, doing, he was my hero. He was getting uh, unironically he was the guy. Yeah, I mean he he was getting endorsements from all these things, and like again, this is when it was like I mean he was doing uh, like freaking uh you know just all these different ads for uh different companies like anything he did or touched became um instantly legitimized in the entire Mm -hmm. fgc he he could because if mike ross was there he's the people's champ yeah he could completely (laughs) captain america i mean one of those people that like and i think i think this is something that like the smashers probably don't understand as well because um and i can speak to this because i'm both fucking come at me um there has never been i'm yeah i'm i'm by game shul um i i'm 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 a rare minority but i do exist um (laughs) but i think what what smash players don't understand is like you do have big names you've got like your mk leos you've got your mewtwo kings um Mm -hmm. you know but there really isn't anyone i think the closest you could get is like mango but even Mango is not quite or the if, same deal. If Hungrybox weren't a heel, not like in personality, yeah, but in, but he in is, tournament and, performance, yeah, it's it, not, you've yeah. got like vague analogs, I, I think but Mango, no one is the Mango's same. Mango is the closest one, but the difference is that like Mango, and this is actually, actually Mango's a, a perfect, actually Mango's a perfect comparison because Mango compared to Mike Ross, the difference is Mango, I mean, Mango makes a shit ton of money. Everybody loves him. Um, he does well, but he's, uh, you know, he's kind of hard to market. He's Mango, and I love the guy. I mean, I'm, yeah, I yeah. fucking, I stand for what Mango stands for. He does not <laughs> give a single fuck about anything. This is not a drag on Mango at all. But my point is, um, uh, the, uh, you know, the level of uh, corporate backing and marketability that he yeah. has is is nowhere near what Mike Ross had. Mike Ross was not only 
like like you know the the racial part is, always comes into this because it's the fighting game and minorities and blah 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 blah. Um, mm-hmm. This is good. So they get like this black dude who's like super. You know, uh, he's down with like all the the community. You know, he 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 can be. Um, he, he, what am I getting at here? He, he's authentic. That's what I'm getting at. He's mm-hmm. not. He's not he's like real. He's he not was. like a weird corporate shill. <laughs> yeah, he's more real now. But we'll get he to is, that. Well, he, yeah, this is what I'm building to. So so he had though. He was still real. I don't think anybody ever felt felt like he sold out. Um, at least no, I never did. Um, maybe he did. <laughs> well, uh, I don't think he did. Well, he didn't. Okay, you're, 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 yeah. you're hang on. Yeah, hang yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're I'll, getting I'll there. Shut up. We're getting there. No, no, no. Yeah, we're getting there. Don't, don't, no spoilers. So, so he was, he was doing all of the like endorsements. He was doing like promos. Um, he was both top level competing and doing like commentary. Evo top eight places. Um, he was doing it all, and it was all like the best of all worlds, right? Like the companies loved him because he was like real enough that everybody was like down with his shit but then like he wasn't like being a fake piece of shit either so it was like he had like the perfect combination of like indie credentials and Mm -hmm. marketability is what i'm getting to and at a certain point mike ross just fucking disappeared he vanished one day he disappeared the world needed him most he well that was after street fighter cross second i think it was like a little bit before street fighter 5 came out it it was right around street fighter 5 it was like during street fighter 5 being in beta and maybe on its release so yeah, he yeah. wasn't around. There were no more excellent adventures anymore because Mike didn't exist and Gutex on his I own wasn't going to carry anything. Or maybe it there was, were some didn't exist, and he like he he had a couple of other people. And I think he, he had guest spots, but it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't ever. Yeah, so it didn't. They, yeah, they were doing things, but it wasn't. It wasn't the same, and yeah, it wasn't getting the kind of traction. And then it died because Mike wasn't there. Um, and so then it's like we're going through, and as you guys as you guys have listened to on countless podcasts at this point, you know my my <laughs> hatred of Street Fighter Five burns. Um. And, and, and it was in this era when like everyone was just like to your face, which I think I talked about a couple podcasts ago, so I'll be brief, but it's basically like all these other figureheads like Justin Wong and Alex Valle, they're all just like, they're all just like, oh man, this game is so great on Twitter. And then you go to a tournament and they're just bitching about it. They're being total fake pieces of shit. Fucking everybody, everybody, (laughs) everybody hates it. Everybody knows that everybody hates it, but no one can talk about it. And that was like a crazy gaslighting thing where like the discourse on social media was totally different. And then you would come in and shit on street fighter five and people would like bitch at or you Marvel Infinite. and yeah, or Marvel Infinite or whatever. They would like bitch at you because it was like, oh, I don't know if it was shill accounts or people that were buying in and, you know, eating, you know, drinking the Kool-Aid drinking or the whatever, Kool-Aid, yeah. whatever the fuck. But it was like this combination of like, where like you felt like you couldn't even talk about it. And that was like also weird and disconcerting. And anyway, after, I don't know, it was maybe a year in street fighter five. No, literally mm. no one has heard from Mike Ross. No yeah. one. And and he finally comes out and he does this like ask me anything on Kappa. Yeah. And I cannot explain to you, it was like it it was like getting rescued after being stranded on an island for months. It was like a plane came in. Mike Ross shows up and he just is fucking no holds barred. You know, people are like, why did you leave? And he's like, I didn't give a shit about all this. Like people were trying to like make money off of me. They didn't want to give me money to do the things that I wanted. They wanted me to like be this puppet. I had things to say about like Street Fighter Five or whatever the thing, you know, mm-hmm. and like they didn't want to hear it. And and I was like, fuck that. I'm not going to like. He, so basically, to your point, he refused to yeah. sell out. And that's why he yeah. left. And then in the best way possible in this thread, he's like, I don't have ties to any of this shit anymore. I can say whatever the fuck I want. I could have before anyway, but like I just needed to walk away, blah, blah, blah. And like, so so his Mike Ross in this thread, literally someone's just like, Mike, what do you think of Street Fighter five? And his one sentence reply is just Street Fighter five is one of the worst fighting games I have ever played. (laughs) And everyone, it was just like, like, like the fucking the house lights came on and it was like, the show is <laughs> over. We can we can all admit it's awful now. Thank you, Mike we Ross. We can all go home. He released us like like yes, <laughs> it is awful. Like I have I have been being gaslit for the last year. Like I almost I read that at work and I was like almost crying at my desk. Just the sheer the vindication. Yes, yeah. the the sheer <laughs> vindication. The reality shattering. Fuck you to all of the fucking marketing overlords because. And I think back bringing this full circle, that is why he was so successful like with four, because 
he was always a real dude. And when it wasn't real anymore, he just left. And that like, that's (laughs) why he could get away with like all the shit that like other people would have been like selling out with or whatever, because he did care about the game and it was good. And he did things the right way. Anyway, point being back again, now two turns. This is the dude who was associated with Gutex. Um, I, I think that that, and that I want to know where, yeah, I, I want to know when it was for Mike Ross. Yeah, that's, I want to know when, cause Mike okay. Ross had to have a breaking point, right? Because, because there's no way Mike didn't, there's no way this didn't play a part in it, right? You're, uh, uh, notably you're, you're leaving out one part. Uh, he did show up at Evo one year playing Guilty Gear as Axel, uh, yes. Guilty Gear Axard, uh, which blew everyone's mind because he didn't enter as Mike Ross, which is both his government name and his handle. Yes. Uh, he entered with some like uh, slick Rick. I, I forget what the actual, he's not interested in the fame. He just wants to play video games. Yeah. He just right wanted now. to play. That's where he's been he liked. And he's like, man, I, I like playing Guilty Gear now. So that's what I'm going to do. Please God, don't talk to me. I'm not Mike Ross today. God <laughs> damn. If that isn't so just respectable though. I, I hope uh, what would make for the best narrative for me. Uh, and so of course is, couldn't be the case is that that moment where they had, where Gutex and Mike Ross had to sit there and examine themselves and say, am I going to sell out or am I going to continue to be real? Uh, Mike Ross said, fuck this. I don't need to be here for this. I'm going to go enjoy my life somewhere else. I'm going to make music and post on Instagram and play <laughs> guilty gear. And Gutex was like, nah, I could make money still. I had made some money and I think I could make more. So you you think they? I, I mean, there's really no evidence to that other than no, know, there's not the except that it would make for a good storyline. Yeah, there, no evidence. But that's why, like, I want to know. Like, I do want to know someday. Like, with especially with Gutex being where he's at now, I really want to hear from Mike <laughs> Ross. Yeah. Well, I, I don't want to hear from Gutex anymore. <laughs> I really want to hear it. Uh, I it, hear it would be nice story. But I I would also think, and maybe it's just that it makes for that kind of a storyline in my head. But I, I don't think that Mike Ross would say anything about Gutex. I don't think that he would be like, man, that guy lost his fucking mind. I, I don't, because of whatever friendship, uh, work relationship they had, I don't think that he would be willing to just. I mean, they throw were, him they were the best broskies, bus. you know? They, they're, yeah, at least they, they, they were supposed to be. To be. They seem to be. I bought it. <laughs> I, I <Yeah>. definitely bought it. <sighs> so I, I don't think that you're going to get your answer. You're probably right. <laughs> I, or, or rather, I'm confident that you won't get your answer. Uh, I think that that had to be a defining moment though, right? It had to, because, because you don't just wake up one day and start supporting Trump and trade all, all of your clothes for shiny reflective, uh, uh, three piece suits or whatever. Do you, you you think Mike Ross leaving was a defining moment for Gutex? So what do you mean? No, no. I think that moment where they had to decide whether or not to sell out was the defining moment for both of them. Oh, okay. And I think Mike Ross was true to himself and Gutex went insane. (laughs) (laughs) to be fair uh you had much that same opportunity yourself and turned into a recluse briefly so (laughs) i i I think that 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 you you remember that time you vanished from the earth yeah street fighter 5 came out and you accepted it and then i didn't see you for a while and then you came back yeah I, I think that that was your Gutex Mike Ross moment, and you didn't do what either of them did. <laughs> you went into you went into cryo sleep, and then woke up several years later, and people were sadly still playing Street Fighter Five. <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> you, Smash, you can tell because Ultimate drew me back out. Luckily, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> it woke you up from your your cryo sleep. You can tell because I look older now. Than I did five years ago when Street Fighter Five came out, and you, of course, looked the exact same. Oh, that's just <laughs> that's that's just my weird my weird twink genes. Don't let that fool you. Um, yeah. Oh God. I don't know, man. God, I'm 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 at a loss for words. Thing, all this ancient history. Yeah. It it just makes me it makes me depressed every time we get back here. It is to sad think, to think about like where it could have gone. Um, and now and now it's just like I think it's like double depressing because now it's like when you look back. Like trying to do that again with a new game. Like I guess someone who isn't Gutex could do it, but it's just like a little sad that you'll need a Gutex, but not Gutex. It won't be. Yeah. S- yeah. That's, Specifically, that's little, you'll need not to have Gutex. That's a little sad. Yeah, that's a little sad. <laughs> no, it is sad. It is sad because like there, there's a different 2021 where like we all quarantine Gutex and Mike Ross hang out and play Street Fighter Four and uh, Riot made a fun fighting game and it came out 
in a reasonably uh, short amount of time. Still stoked for that. We'll see. I hope it isn't awful. <laughs> I, 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 I kind of don't want to support Riot in some ways because of their giantness, but in other ways, it's like, fuck, dude, the way they support their game, if they make a good product, like, it's going to... If that game succeeds, it's going to blow the fucking doors off the FGC because it's going to mm-hmm. open and it's going to open it up to a larger community than has ever been a thing. And I am like so excited, hopeful and terrified and pessimistic sure. of that. So, yeah, that'll be interesting. How um, it's going to revolutionize the the game, yeah. uh, the, the fighting game community and whether or not we'll still be able to participate. Yeah, I suddenly find myself in very depressed existential existential crisis of the oh, future for fighting have, games. You can't mode. have an existential, an remember, existential uh, crisis. Remember, remember when I wasn't depressed at all about Missouri? No, I don't. Utility, yeah, an now hour I'm, ago. <laughs> I'm so depressed right now for the future of fighting games. You're going to be fine. You're, uh, hey, everybody, uh, uh, congratulate Will. He's making the, the transition to Hitbox. He's playing no, on a new type of controller no. that's the future. Get out of here. Tell him that you're proud of him. Mm. That's what he wants to hear. I, I will <laughs> continue to futz with it, but I, I'm, yeah, I don't I believe in you, Will. I have hope. <laughs> I don't uh, uh, I don't think so. We'll Classic. see. Classic. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, I think this has been a podcast and I have been the music man. And I've been Professor Lex. And we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Bye.